you need to introduce this show. Hello, everyone, and oh welcome my gosh. to 30 Talk. Was that too loud? Sure. Apologies to your headphones, earphones, wherever you're listening. This is 30 Talk. My name is Doug. My name is Brandon. And we are here to talk about the NBC television show 30 Rock, created by Tina Fey. Uh, we are here to talk about episode six. The title of this episode is Jack Meets Dennis. Uh, this episode originally aired on November 30th, 2006, and was written by Jack Burdett. It is time for our opening segment, Brandon Reads, the IMDb synopsis. I am going to read the IMDb synopsis. <laughs> That's the sexiest one yet, no doubt. I mean, I don't know how these are doing. That's okay. Anyway, here we go. Jack meets Dennis. Liz is back with her ex-boyfriend, Dennis, who seems to be annoyed. <coughs> who seems to be in an... Uh, okay, let's try this again. Here we go. Try it again. Liz is back with her ex-boyfriend, Dennis, who seemed to be an annoying character in the past. When Liz is on a date with him in a restaurant, they meet Jack and Dennis. They what? meet Jack and Dennis. Oh, boy. Embarrasses Liz in front of Jack. It gets worse than Dennis shows up in the office. <laughs> then Jenna lies about her age to Jack. She starts feeling old and decides to do something to look younger. Tracy, meanwhile, fears he's, his image turned into that of a nice and normal guy. That, that was actually what it says. It, it's like the people who write these are watching the episode on fast forward. And just which, can't quite Yeah, and what they're just they like say. splicing together moments of the show, but not actually. It's just bad. But there's just like periods where they don't belong. Oh yeah, and no. I got no time for that. Liz is on a date with him in a restaurant. They meet Jack and Dennis. Embarrasses Liz in front of Jack. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. That's confusing. Like I understand what he's saying because I've seen the episode, but yet, right, right. <laughs> Why it's did not, you say that? It's not super helpful if you hadn't seen the episode. Uh, I do want to say, in this episode, we meet Dennis Duffy, who's played by Dean Winters. Oh, I freaking love Dennis Duffy. Gosh. Like, no joke. No, he is one of my amazing. favorite characters over the course of the series. He cracks me up every single time. His his character, like, in terms of, like, the role that he is supposed to play is is flawless. Like, he is always I- exactly what he needs to be. And, and what he needs to be is is, is just a, 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 a glaring idiot. Oh, and, like, totally aloof to... Oh. To anything and everything. Yeah, no zero social guns. skills, no idea what it means to be like a contributing member of society. He's he's just fantastic. Oh yeah. He's I, I love Dennis Duffy. So he um so he is Liz's boyfriend in the show and, and there's some background information that he they had dated in the past and that he was not good for Liz, but she's kind of settling or, or going back to him in a way that, you know, is probably not good for her. So that's kind of the the, the driving force of the show. Um, of the, yeah, of this episode. It, it is important to mention his job, though. He has a very important oh, job. Yes, he does. He's a beeper salesman. No, he is the beeper king. He is the beeper king. It's it's two thousand. No beeper king died. <laughs> he he is. Then and he took over. It's two thousand six. It is the year two thousand six, and he is peddling beepers on the streets of New York City as the beeper king. Well, th- th- I mean, Doug, they yeah. have pedometers. They they do have pedometers, but not cameras. Let me ask you this: Do you did you ever own a beeper? No, okay. I didn't I, either. I thought what was big when we were young was uh, the two-way, like where you could text on it. Oh, I don't know that. And one. it was like a I thought you were talking about the Nokia, like the, you know, where you could like, it's almost like a, a long-range walkie-talkie. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I I don't think I ever had one. I didn't have like, one either. I mean, that was from Sprint, right? It was big for Sprint to Nokia, have it. Yeah. Am I? 
crazy. So what's the two way? The two way was like a, you you know those sidekicks, the yes. old sidekick from yep. T-Mobile it flipped out. Yeah, it looked kind of like that, but smaller. Okay, and then it was a beeper though, so oh, like you could text back and forth, but it was like a beeper. Okay, interesting. I thought. Yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, it was right before we got cell phones, and what was that? Two thousand. Do you remember your first cell phone? I do. Uh, it was terrible. Yeah. And it, but it was the prepaid thing because that was what right. was big. How old were you? I was in seventh grade. Really? But I was the, but I was the oldest. See, so you're the oldest. Okay, I was that the makes oldest, sense. and um, my mom was kind of transitioning to be a single mom at that point. Okay. So yeah, it, so was, it was important that you had. It one. was important that I had a phone. See, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was seventeen, and I had to share it with my brother, who was only a year younger than me. I did have to do that as well. And I don't think it, I don't think we had texting at all. We had like. I mean, I, I, like, yeah, like a hundred, right? Oh, like a hundred minutes a month, maybe. Uh, no, okay, minutes, not even texting at all. No, either. no, no. I like zero texting. Okay, I didn't get texting until I was like nineteen, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> but I know I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, but I should say I don't know what my dad was doing because yeah. he was definitely still paying my cell phone bill when I was nineteen. But so I, but I also remember the demise of my first cell phone, which doesn't have anything to do with this episode. But now we're talking about it. It's a funny story. I was with my brother, and it was a flip phone, right? As they all were back then. Yeah, I was I was driving through a neighborhood with my brother. We shared this cell phone, and my brother wanted to see if by holding the phone out the car window, if the wind could close the flip. Yeah, okay. Part of the flip phone. So that seems logical. Totally for a sixteen-year-old. So he sticks the phone out the car out the passenger window, okay. barely holding on to it because he doesn't want to get in the way of it closing if the wind works its magic drops the phone and shatters it to pieces yes so that that was yeah that was the demise of my very first cell phone maybe that's why i didn't get texting until i was 19 because my dad didn't actually spring for a new phone for another two years that that actually makes more sense yeah a whole lot of sense the 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 hard part was that we looked for it for so long we found the battery and nothing else and we didn't tell my dad about it till hours later and by then it was funny to us but it was like fresh news to him and it was not funny at all so those are always mm -hmm. awkward you know interactions Mm -hmm. anyway the point is it's 2006 and no one needs beepers they need cell phones and dennis is is here in new york city peddling peddling beepers as as the beeper king um the other thing that dean winters is most famous for of course is playing mayhem on mm-hmm. the Allstate commercials, which I feel like it's almost the same character. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about that. I I love those Allstate commercials too. I think my favorite one is when he's sitting on the roof as like the as like snow. No, that's the one where he falls through the roof. But there's one yeah. where he's like supposed to be the satellite or the the direct TV thing or whatever. Okay, and he just like throws himself off the side of the roof and goes plummeting down like through the car park like all like carport all the way into the car and just destroys the vehicle. Those those were those were great commercial series back then, but but that's the actor. In case you don't know, Dean Winters, uh, who plays Dennis Duffy here on Thirty Rock. Mm. So, well, give us the other. What I mean, what is the other thing that's or what's the other storyline going on right now? So oh, yeah, yeah, Jenna being young. Yeah, how old is Jenna? That Jack yeah. wants to get to the bottom. Of how old Jenna is? He quizzes her, and she does pretty well. She claims to be twenty nine. I think she's probably in her late thirties at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenna claims to be 29, and Jack believes her. Um, mm. The other thing, believes though, is, is obviously, yeah, for now. The other thing is is uh, Tracy's magazine article. He shows normal. <laughs> he shows a magazine article, you know, People or Us Weekly or something, that says that Tracy Jordan is normal because he's walking out of a Starbucks with a dog. 
And he goes, they're printing libel about me again, Liz Lemon. <laughs> he goes, I know it looks like I'm walking out of a Starbucks with a dog, but the truth is I was walking backwards into that Starbucks, and I don't know whose dog that is. Yes, I steal dogs. Yes, I steal dogs. Um, but but Tracy's, Tracy's claim actually makes sense to me, right? Like, he's famous for being crazy and a little bit outside, running down the freeway in his underwear, screaming, I am a Jedi, right? And that's kind of his he's persona. He's straight up mentally ill. I'm straight up mentally ill. That's kind of his persona. Yeah. So the idea that he might be normal, I think he thinks it's going to take away all his attractiveness, mm-hmm. which a- actually makes sense to me. And all of its craziness, it actually makes sense. Do you, so do you feel this way about yourself? Like you have to be funny or know things? I, I mean, do, can you relate that to your life, which is why you feel like you can relate to, hmm. to the character? Good, that's a good question. I think, I think if people thought of Tracy Jordan as normal – then they wouldn't be as interested in him as a character. Because all the movies that he has mentioned are so ridiculous and outlandish that if you perceive this person to be very normal, then it's like, well, he's not actually that ridiculous, you know? So I think back to, like, like, like some of my favorite SNL characters, like Eddie Murphy in the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. he was so funny that when he came out as Buckwheat and when he came out as other famous characters, you, 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 you wanted to see what crazy thing Eddie Murphy would do next chris farley was insane yeah okay you know he was you know what i mean yeah like if you saw like if chris farley went on a diet and like had like exercise and like did really normal things it was like i don't want to watch beverly hills ninja like he's a very normal well-adjusted human being but you knew there's something off about a person that doesn't mind hitting themselves in the head repeatedly yeah you know what i mean that's that's true yeah so okay, I guess so I guess that makes sense to me. So so Doug is now related to Tracy Jordan as a character. On on, a, on some deep level, I think I see myself as needing to be a certain way. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to make this a counseling but session. Please, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> we'll have to charge you guys, and this is a free podcast. So um, so uh, another thing that I thought was funny, we've talked about the Sari character before, how she plays oh, a very important role in the show as uh, the voice of the youth. She at one point mentions to Liz and Jenna that her mom is really old, and her yep. mother is 38. Yep. <laughs> and Ceri's at least 20. So yeah. we're talking like very young, young mothers. Well, what does she say? Oh, like, gosh. no, but she's like really old. She's like she's really like, old. She's, she's like, like 38. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, she says something else about 50. And she, and, and Liz goes, what? Ceri, that's not old. That's 50 isn't that old. She, she goes, goes, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Are, are you 50 now? Are you 50? Now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh! Like they, she just yeah. never knows. And, well, Liz it's like anyone over the age of thirty-five is old. Is, it doesn't matter if yeah. you're thirty-six or sixty. Well, because there's only a short time to be a young hot mom. It's true. It's true. Which well, is another Suri line. <laughs> it is. It definitely yeah, is. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, something else that Liz says early on in the episode to Suri is it's. I feel like it's just sort of played off, but um. Liz is holding a stack of papers, is giving them to Sari, yep. and says, uh, "Sari, just so you know, um, pages or when when numbering pages is done correctly, they should be in sequential, sequential order." order. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, that's another one. Way. There's all these other like <laughs> subtext, quiet, subtle references to how terrible Sari is at her job. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, how else do you do it? Like, I don't even understand. What would you be writing? You, you would have to just gather all the pages and not care what order they went like she couldn't have counted them at all as if Suri has created some alphanumerical right. system to, uh, yeah. to no, slowly I'm number sure. pages i'm sure yeah oh my gosh that's funny um 
Tr- Tracy's storyline progresses interestingly when he decides that in order to, you know, convince people that he's not this crazy or that he's not normal, yep. right? Because all, all of these that people he is are, this crazy. that he is this crazy person. He gets a tattoo of uh, on his own face, on his very own face, and so as opposed to Grizz's face, Grizzer.com's No, face. yeah, his his own face. He gets a tattoo on his own face. Um, so so that's interesting. But so so Liz and Liz and Dennis are dating, and they're they're going out. And Jack gets them a reservation at a nice restaurant, and they're playing a game. You remember when they first go to the restaurant? They're playing a game. Um, which is basically like guess the relationship. Have you played this? Yes. Okay. Do you know the best place to play this game? No. The food court at the mall. Uh, at any mall. I- any mall. It doesn't matter. It's, they're, all, they're all the same. It's 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 a veritable storm of depression and loneliness at these places. And if you go and sit in – it doesn't matter where you are. Go to your local mall and sit in the food court and play guess the relationship because you will see two people that look like they could be mother and daughter. And they're actually like sisters or something, or or, or or the rules could be reversed. The mother's the daughter, and the daughter's the mother. So okay. guess guess the relationship is basically you you look at strangers and you try to figure out what what the relationship their mom and dad might be. if they're dating exactly. if they're married exactly okay the best place to do it food court at the mall. I want you to try it next time you're there. I don't think I ever go to the mall. Well, that's probably I can't a good think decision. of the last. If you have to go to the mall for any reason, I'm not going to the food court. Well, if you have to go to the food court for any reason, <laughs> sometimes the bathrooms are only by the food court. Well, that's that's because they're trying to screw you. Yeah. Well, maybe you want something from Jamba Juice. Um, I want a pretzel always. Pretzels Wetzel's are good. pretzels or Auntie Annie's. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Cinnabon. <laughs> so they're playing guess the relationship and yep. the it's it's like a generously old man yes a senior citizen and a uh, a younger female <laughs> to which they just start making out yeah and it's just pretty a, gross this is really great thank you well they had previously right. guessed that they were mother or they were father and daughter and and then they kissed and he said oh i hope oh, it's his mistress i hope it's his mistress <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty funny. But this this also calls into question, or not? But it, it brings to the spotlight Jack's mentorship of Liz again. That's taking yeah, wanting stage to again. begin that be a mentor in her life and and have a, a mentor uh, relationship, have a positive influence in her life. And um, when he meets Dennis, and the meeting does not go well because about thirty seconds into the meeting, does Dennis brings up rats and roaches and everything, which is disgusting. Well, and he's eating uh, fish. Well, he's eating like chicken nuggets chicken tenders, yeah, chicken nuggets at this very nice restaurant. But they're cod. He's like, I, I'm allergic to fish. I'm I'm allergic to all fish unless it's fried. Unless it's fried, yeah. Well, and then he mentions how the the maitre d made him put the tie on because he show, showed up at this oh, nice restaurant without a tie. tie. It's a clip on tie. That he's clipped above his collar. It he's not even wearing it right. <laughs> he's just he's just a mess. This guy is just an absolute mess. Um, so Jack sees that, and he of course later Liz realizes that Dennis is is not the right man for her and jack is just kind of quietly silently letting her realize that Mm. um so that's pretty funny but um at one point dennis comes back into the office he comes to visit liz at work and he tries to give her a salamander (laughs) do you remember yeah he says if uh does anyone know where liz is and and sari says i think she's out and he goes well she better get here quick. If it, if I have to wait any longer, I'm gonna <laughs> poke holes in this thing. Yeah, in the box and in the, the, in the box and the gift. Oh and my gosh! But but the reason he comes <laughs> in to the office is of course to sell beepers. You know, and Frank even says, I, "I could use some ironic accessories." Oh, Frank! It's time for Frank's hat says something. I wanna let you know, Frank's got a hat for the show. What's on his hat? I don't know. Let's guess what's on Frank's hat. 
That was good. I like that a lot. That was very <laughs> nice. Well done. Um, all right, I have two things yep. for Frank's hat, and they're both repeats. They are both repeats. Which Ninja expert. Is just eating into your crap. I know. This is not helping the the, the numbers. One fifty. We're trying to get to one fifty. You're trying to get to one fifty. I, I think it's at least one fifty. I'm very confident in that. Okay. Ninja so, expert, yep, which is Ninja a repeat, expert. and then joystick master. Yes, sir. Another both repeats. repeats. Both repeats. That's unfortunate. Um, but anyway, so the 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 story the B storyline here is that all of the actors on TGS are having really really rough weeks. Okay, so Tracy, in order to not seem normal, gets a face tattoo of a weird dragon on both sides. Yes, Jenna gets some Botox, some collagen, a chemical peel, and something with shark DNA, which Liz remarks make her look like a porn star burn victim. <laughs> And a fetus. Oh, she looks terrible. She looks... Yeah, Jenna says, I look 10 years younger, right? And Liz goes, younger no, even. You look, <laughs> look like, like a, a fetus. fetus. <laughs> she looks awful. She looks so bad. Um, so Tracy gets some kind of space biblical dragon tattoo, he describes, on his mm-hmm. face. Um, and then Josh, after making Elizabeth Taylor mad with his impression, mm-hmm. gets jumped by her and gets hit in the face with a fire extinguisher. Which is played by your girl. Rachel Dratch. Yeah. This is her third... Yeah. Appearance as a third different character, Rachel Dratch. Welcome back. Um, so it's it's really rough. It's been a very rough week for the cast. Um, yeah, it's not good. So at one point towards the end of the episode, Liz comes into Tracy's dressing room and he sees that she sees that part of his face has come off on his pillow. The the tattoo is leaking basically. Yep. And Tracy confesses that it's not actually a tattoo um, and that he begins to <laughs> fill it in with Sharpie. It's well, not even it's a not good, even, it's, it's not green. Even a Sharpie. It's not even, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, okay, first of all, it's not a Sharpie. Is it's it, green and it's like one of those washable Crayola It's an Expo. Markers. Oh, yeah, yeah, Crayola. Yeah. What? I don't know what he's thinking. And he's just sort of like, <laughs> I love, I love, you know, obviously he's trying to get it back on, but right. it's just funny that he's looked in the mirror and is just sort of, you know, frantically drawing to right. try and get it back on his face. Yeah. Well, and he even explains to Liz that even not, you know, next week when it, when the tattoo comes off, it's all part of his yeah. shtick to, to seem insane. Is that extreme he had major, yeah, extreme plastic surgery to remove the tattoo also makes him crazy. So, yeah. again, credit where credit is due. It's a genius plan. Well, of credit, it's, I mean, you know, he's you're saying give credit, right. but it's all about his street cred. It's all about his street cred. And he says, if I don't have my street cred, then what am I? I'm Wayne Brady. Yeah, and I wrote this down because Liz's response is great. She goes, no, you're not Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady has three Emmys. You have a People's Choice Award that you stole from Wayne Brady. <laughs> and he says, you're just you're just a white woman from Whiteville. Yep. And she says, I'm not from Whiteville. I'm from Whitehaven. And it's not as nice as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a great line. Which, remember, a couple of episodes ago, we had seen her wearing the, the sweatshirt at Whitehaven High School. Yeah. So that that was already, you know, where, where she was from. But um, it's interesting that I mentioned Wayne Brady because he comes on the show later. Like in a couple seasons, I think, he makes an appearance. Um, not playing himself. He plays a character. But So it's interesting that they mention <laughs> Wayne Brady. Um, which, Wayne Brady, if you have seen the Chappelle show... Might have Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Wayne Brady on the Chappelle show is one of the more shocking episodes. Oh, it's so funny. He's an absolute gangster. And it's like, amazing. A drug addict, insane, out of control gangster. But it's, it's still it's, great with the white people. Yes. Yeah. If if you've never seen Wayne Brady in any other context than Whose Line Is It Anyway, uh, you definitely need to watch that episode of him or on the show. Or let's make a deal. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh gosh, because he basically blows all that all that up with his episode of the Chappelle Show. 
Yes. Yes. In a oh, major way. Does. In a major way. And it's great. It's great. Um, okay. So the the scene uh, <laughs> culminates with the three actors of, of the TGS show. They're supposed to be doing a White House press conference as uh, Laura Bush, Condoleezza Rice, and John Kerry. And all three of them just look absolutely disastrous. Okay, just terrible. Uh, just just awful. It's a great shot. Jack comes in and he says, "These people cannot be on television. television." You know, Pete, as soon as he sees all of them, says, "Well, we had a good run." You know. Yeah. So basically, it 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 culminates that this is a disaster and these people cannot be on television. We needed to figure something out, and luckily, there's a blackout, and so <laughs> they're not going to air uh, their live their live comedy show. Um, but so meanwhile with Liz, Jack has convinced her that she needs to break up with Dennis. Um, well, when she has, you know, come into his office and asked, yes, finally kind of is, is warming up to the idea of him being her mentor. Yep. So she's kind of, you know, at first she's very apprehensive against the idea at all. She thinks that she has her life totally under control to which we are constantly reminded of her food habits yep so to speak and (laughs) and how out of control her life actually is doesn't i think he um he being jack approaches her two different times beforehand two or three different times and she has uh food in her hair all three times lettuce Lettuce. in her hair yeah at least twice Uh, maybe it's just twice yeah yeah yeah. and then she's going to the place uh, she's (laughs) going to the food place and is like i said no lettuce i said no lettuce yeah (laughs) Well, and then it's funny. One of my favorite moments is when she she storms into Jack's office after after rejecting Jack as her mentor, uh, realizes her life is a mess. Mess, excuse me. She launches into this monologue about how terrible things are, about how Dennis is not right for her. She doesn't know anything about men. Doesn't know anything about how to control her staff. And when she finishes her monologue, Jack has not spoken yet, and he's staring at her. And he looks down at his phone and he goes, "Gentlemen, we'll have to uh, finish this press conference later." <laughs> <laughs> and she makes just a That's pained her, face, you know, yeah, because she had confessed uh, all these things in front of a press conference with who knows how many other people. So I thought that was really funny. Um, so Jack convinces her to break up with Dennis. After the blackout, she goes home, finds Dennis there. Um, he is asleep with candle uh, with a candle on his chest, and he rolls over, and Liz catches the candle. He almost burns the place down, and he tells Liz how depressed he is. I wish I would have burned the place down. That the Islanders lost. <laughs> the island, the island. No, she goes, don't they do that a lot? Don't they do that a lot? You know. Uh, so Dennis ends up falling asleep on her lap, and then that kind of ends, and the next scene is Liz getting onto the elevator, and Jack says to her, how'd it go? And she goes, he moved in with me. Yep. <laughs> and then her beeper goes off. So yep. so not only did he convince her that he needs to live with her when she was supposed to break up with him, she has now bought a beeper from the Beeper King, which she does not need. No, I well, and that's that is what Dennis talks about, the Rat King. The Rat King. As they become more and more intertwined in places that they shouldn't be. Yep. And they just become one big rat king. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of things. Yeah. Um before going back into um the episode. I was looking at the 2006-2007 um, network schedule and what was going on, um, what else was playing when 30 Rock was playing. Okay, just on NBC or? <laughs> no, um, okay. actually for... Um, the major networks. Yep. Cool. Yep, so at this point, um, 30 Rock was on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so NBC for 8 and 8.30 had 30 rock which was i guess a pretty average number of viewers at 5.8 million and then 20 good years yeah i don't i don't know that show. i don't know that show yeah 
Um, and then on ABC, Dancing with the Stars was on, uh, which was Always number five and 20 million wow. at, at eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then two other pretty big shows. Jericho was on CBS. I remember that With 9.5 million. Yeah. And Fox had Bones. Oh, uh, Bones is at good. At 9.5. Is Bones still on? It ran for a long time. I think it's off now. 10 or 11 seasons, I think. And it's pretty good. Is it? I never yeah. really looked at it. And then Aner- um, on the CW was America's Next Top Model. Okay. And then MNT. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Okay, I don't know what that is either. So we won't we won't talk about it. <laughs> but there was a, it seems like there's a lot of things kind of vying for other people's time. I mean, that's yeah. 30, no, almost, f- that's 40 million people wow. somewhere else. Yeah. Um, well, so, and some of those, like Dancing with the Stars and America's Next Top Model, those had just, cult, you know, a lot of people were going to watch no matter what happens, no matter, you know what I mean? Because it yeah. was like, those just had fans. Like, yeah. Dancing with the Stars still does, you know what I mean? It still just draws, you know, maybe an older crowd, but <laughs> it still just draws a ton of people every time it's on. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and Thursday night, um, the same year, the next night had, you know, The Office, which yep. was closer to 10 million, and, uh, and My Name is Earl, which was also also closer to 10 million really was it wow yeah that's surprising that was a good show people didn't give it a lot of play but it was a good show Mm, yeah and then on thursday also was ugly betty survivor okay doesn't matter (sighs) but what i'm saying is they were just kind of a small like a really small fish just sort of making it you know at the time uh i mean as if 5.8 million people isn't a lot right but still yeah but compared to what everyone else or what else was going on on Thursdays? Right. You know they didn't. It didn't really seem like they had a chance. Um, yeah. And so I'm really glad that they kept getting renewed and kept yep. going on. And I think they got a lot more later on, especially when they got moved to Thursday with. Yeah. I think it was The Office, Thirty Rock, and Parks and Community, Rec. Parks and Rec. Yep. Yeah, it was those four. I think. In a big from block the, from the prime time. Yeah, the eight to ten block was those four thirty minute shows. And it was amazing. It was so good. Um, I will say about this episode, it's in in the grand scheme of the series, it's not my favorite, but I will say this about it. It's the first one that I feel like turned the corner. This did not feel like early episode season one to me. I remarked in the last episode, episode five, that this still very much felt early to me. This one seems like they've turned the corner. And I I don't know what it is exactly. Might be the jizz, the the Jack, (laughs) not jizz. That would be their celebrity nickname, Jack and Liz, if they ever got together. That's that's great. That's gross. Well, or and, <laughs> and there, you you have this amazing view, and you should look out your window and, oh my, <laughs> there appears to be a gentleman making passionate, angry, angry love, love to himself. himself. <laughs> not not here. We're not looking at that here. That's a that's a quote from the episode <laughs> that Jack says. Like we look out the window and somebody that. Oh. We're not looking at the window now. Uh, no, but Jack and Liz. Excuse me, yep. <laughs> Jack and Liz. Their 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 relationship as a mentor and mentee. Uh-huh. Uh takes takes center stage again. So I, I don't know what it is exactly about this episode, but I would give this episode high praise because I felt like this was the first rounding of the band, like out of the early episodes, breaking out of some type of early. Uh, I I don't know. This this one felt like a like a turn in the right direction to me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I definitely. I mean, I agree with you just because of the introduction of um of Dennis. Yeah, Dennis yeah, is true. a great character, yep. and you just kind of start to see um. Now we're going to have the opportunity to see how Liz relates to men. Yes. On a rela- on a, you know, more intimate level. Right. And so we see I mean, one of the, the first lines when they're talking about Dennis is how he was 
I mean, he's not as bad anymore. Right. And so, which indicates he was he was pretty terrible at pretty some terrible point. Pretty terrible at one point, yeah. And now he's not as bad. He's nice. He took her to dinner on her birthday. He was the only one that remembered. Yeah. But then, um, oh my gosh, Jenna, Jenna asked. Yeah. Yeah, Jenna asked him, <laughs> "What? How? How's the sex?" And she says, "It's perfect. It's fast, fast and, and only, only on, on Saturdays." Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is you will see many times over the course of the series. Liz's uh, aversion to uh, sexual encounters, well, or at I'm least her talking about sex yeah it makes her uncomfortable all the time she doesn't so she's not really about it like she is about it but she's not no like she just yeah doesn't really oh i was gonna say speaking of sex but we're not talking about sex <laughs> we're not. uh this was an you you said that this is an episode that you feel like kind of turned the corner yeah yep. um and this is when i'm i was looking at uh tina fey liz lemon and yep. just thought she's beautiful in this episode yep. she just for whatever reason i think this is when she ha- she like wears a black dress she just looks like she looks very nice yeah. without being overly sexual. Right. As opposed to Sari. That hoe. What a hoe. Anyway. Uh. Um, yeah, I just noticed that. Going to point it out. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Good job, Tina. <laughs> hey, Tina. I mean, Liz. I mean, Lemon. Hey, girl. I think I'm probably 20 or 25 years younger than her. Maybe not 25. Not 25. 20. Solid 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, this this has been 30 Talk. Oh, my gosh. That's this, Brandon. This is Brandon. I'm Doug. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at 30 Talk Podcast. And for all of your complaints and hate mail, you can send General us grumblings. General grumblings of upset nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30talkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and not respond. That's what yeah. we'll do. It's one or the other. We're either not going to listen right. or we're going to read it and just mark it as unread. Yeah. So that even if there's some sort of delivery thing where they receipt, where like they a, can a read receipt it, notification. Yeah. Yeah. They won't know. They won't know. And, and guarantee that off air will be talking bad about whatever you said. Oh, and, and how terrible they are. And, and feeling very confident in our own selves, I think is probably, yeah. yeah. That's cool. All right. Sweet. I'm Doug. I'm Brandon. See you next time. Bye.